0: Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author and host of the Ken Coleman Show, where he talks about your careers and your jobs and anything we have to do with making money is... Uh, is my co-host today as we're answering your questions about your life and your money. It is a free call at 888-825-5225. And Andrea is with us in New Jersey. Hey, Andrea, what's up? Hi, Papa Dave. Hi, Mr.
1: Coleman. How are you guys doing today?
0: Great. How can we help?
1: Um, So currently I'm a longshoreman, um, and I truly hate what I do. I started it last year. Before that, I worked for an urgent care, hated that too. Um, I think the only thing I really enjoyed most is dealing with people with disabilities. Um, It was a calling for me. I loved what I did, except there wasn't any money in that, so I had to kind of move along. Um, And I just don't like what I do. Like, I'm a people's person. I'm not with people at all. I'm in a machine like 42 feet in the air, and I just don't like it. So I was wondering, should I search for a job that I love that pays more, or should I stay there to pay off debt?
0: A job that you love that pays more, correct? Yeah, well it's but it's both and. You don't have to choose. So we. Stay Why would in you the, not get a job that pays more that you love? Of course you would do that.
1: Well, the job that I work at now and pays a lot. I get paid a lot, like two hundred and twenty thousand a year. But it's long days. I work from six in the morning to nine at night, uh, seven days a week. How much debt do you have? Um, about 000, 20 what? in student loans. Six in credit cards, Great. seven in medical bills. What's your payoff date?
2: If everything stays um, the same, when are you going to be out of debt?
1: So I should have been out of debt by next year. However, I got injured at work um, at the end of March. So I've been out on workers' comp, and workers' comp doesn't pay a lot. It pays about 1400 every
2: two weeks. When do you get back to a normal schedule? Uh, hopefully by October. And so the then end you of get, September. All right. Well, so you're you're posing the question of of should I stay where I am and pay off debt, or do something I love and make really good money? And it's 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 not a choice it's we want to get you out of debt and while you're uh, looking for something that you love that you can make really good money in that's going to take some time that usually doesn't just appear on a tree somewhere so we stay put even though you don't love the longshoreman work the fact of the matter is you're making really good money that's going to get you out of debt faster get you into baby step three quicker get that fully funded so there's a timeline based on what you choose so you got to get qualified maybe and then you got to get connected you got to get started and get moving into this new new path so stay put get out of debt keep working the baby steps while we are exploring and deciding and getting ready to make that transition so but that's the overview
0: here's the thing your, okay. um, your level of frustration at work will go down dramatically the harder you work on your exit okay if you just sit around and fume and run the crane, you're just going to fume, right? Correct. And, but if you are actively going, okay, I've got, I, I figured it out. There's 17 steps to get where I want to go. Mm-hmm. That's a pain in the butt. But I'm going to start working those 17 steps, and I can do some of those from this crane, and I can do some of them after I save up $100,000 after I get out of debt and quit. Mm-hmm. Uh, or whatever, but at least developing a plan. The not knowing and the ambivalence is much more stressful than even a hard path. Correct. And so I the, think
1: that's more so what it is, is that I don't know what I want to do. Exactly. That's
2: exactly what it is. So you aren't clear, and so you're frustrated. So what we got to do is get you clear. I think the clues for you are the work that you absolutely loved before, but now expand your ideas and a vision beyond what it really was. So you loved working with people. Specifically, they had some, was it physical or mental disabilities? Is that what you Both. mentioned? Both. both so <laughs> why so getting to the why and i'll just put you on the spot really quick what was so rewarding about serving that particular people group
1: um it was just helping them uh, they didn't have a like a, they, I was able to sh- give them a voice that they didn't have um so it was i don't know it was just helping like helping no you the nailed it aspect. you just nailed
2: it that was beautiful don't forget that i'm going to give it to you one word okay I think it's the advocacy side. You were sticking up for standing in the gap for somebody, or people group that most people aren't standing up for. And that's what drew you to that work. Does that sound about right? Yes. Yeah. Actually, as it does, 100%. Okay, now good. So here's the deal. So that's a clue that we're going to start with. So now we go up from there and we go, all right, that's the baseline. I need to be in a role where I'm advocating for people who don't have a voice. I want to be the voice for the voiceless. So how do I make $200,000 and more eventually – this is the framework here. So I've got to say, okay, who, uh, who are the people that I want to be the voice for? Let's start to get some, sp- some, some special groups that you go, okay, well, it's over here. Maybe it's the mental disabilities, physical disabilities. Maybe it's somebody else, another people group that you feel drawn to. And you go, who's helping them now? So we start to go look into that world, who's serving that people group, nonprofits, for profit, what's it look like, products, services, what is the whole universe like around this type of advocacy work? And now you begin to see, well, there's this professional path, there's this one, and it goes on from there. Are you still tracking with me, Andrea? I am definitely tracking. So now you begin to see things you haven't seen before. And so then you're going to sit down and talk with people who are winning in that space that are making really good money in that product or service lane, okay? And we find Mm -hmm. out what it looks like day in and day out. This is called clarify and verify. And then as we pick something, we go, okay, now it's going to take this much uh, certification or some type of education, depending on what's required. It's going to take this level of experience. And so to Dave's point, you may be in that crane for a while to save up, to put yourself in a position... To then go down but it this path, it
0: won't seem like long. It won't because you because it's part of the plan. Then, rather than just okay. a place to fume. Okay. So what well, happened? So let me much. just tell you. At you're an advocate or a uh, a crusader, mm-hmm. and um. So thirty years ago, a bunch of banks crapped on me, and I spent the next thirty years pissing them off. And taken and up one and, ta- <laughs> and taking up for the little guy, mm-hmm. so I'm a crusader. It's what I do. I'm an advocate. It's what I do for people that regular people that never even stopped and thought that the bank is screwing them. They never even thought that Bank of America and SoFi are actually filthy, dirty words. They never even thought about it, and so we started putting that in their brain and showing them how. And so it doesn't necessarily have to be something as Uh, In other words, a crusader or an advocate isn't necessarily someone who simply helps somebody in and out of a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. It could be a much bigger thing than that single act. As a matter of fact, it should be. I don't just sit and do budgets one-on-one with people anymore, but that's where I started. That's right. And so um, we can take you there. Hang on. We're going to give you a copy of Ken's book, Paycheck to Purpose, and also a copy of the assessment to take to help you uh, get clear on where you're going. But I think we got a good head start on it. Hey, I'm proud of you. You're a neat lady. Get after it, girl. This is The Ramsey Show. Personality number one best selling author of the book Paycheck to Purpose is my co-host today. Have you ever found yourself saying, One day, one day I'll be able to buy a house, one day I'll be happy in my career, one day I won't have to battle with anxiety, one day I'll get my debt paid off. Hey, listen, you're not gonna do anything when you start saying that. That just that's kicking the can, that's all that is. You gotta stop waiting around. Whatever your one day is, you gotta start. That's why we created Smart Conference. It is oddly enough a one day event where we tackle all areas of your life and help you get moving along. Let's get some traction. Let's face it, we could all use that kind of a boost. And you hear from some of the nation's top thought leaders and best selling authors on each of the subjects career, mental health, money, relationships, marriage, leadership. This event is hitting the road and will be coming to Dallas. These are my best speakers, the best people I know to bring. I'll be sitting in the audience and speaking when Rachel Cruz, my own daughter, number one best selling author, many times over, will be speaking. Doctor John Deloney, number one best selling author, speaking on mental health and mental wellness ken coleman sitting to my right right now number one best-selling author will be speaking on career our hottest new Ramsey personalities george Campbell, christina ellis in the space of money i'm gonna be there speaking and my friends craig and amy grochelle pastors at life church in oklahoma city one of the largest churches in america will be speaking on marriage so every subject is covered by some of the best speakers communicators thought leaders in these spaces it's a it's the kind of information you need And a whole day of it, I mean, you're going to, it's like drinking from a fire hose, you know? Go up to a water fountain to get a drink, somebody turns on a fire hose. That's where you're going to go home emotionally tired from learning this much in one day. And it's only $39 for the day because the VIP and Platinum are already sold out. The event is almost sold out. It's August 22nd, October 22nd. Almost had it over there. October 22nd, Saturday, all day long in Dallas, Texas. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash events and get your event passes immediately if not sooner this is the thing to do get her done right now open phones at triple eight eight two five five two two five elizabeth is in birmingham hi elizabeth how are you hi
3: dave hi ken thank you so much for taking my call
0: sure what's up
3: well my husband and i actually filed for chapter 13 bankruptcy uh, back in may And guys, this is a decision that we are regretting right now. Um, At the time, just long story short, we were in a a bad financial place earlier this year. I had lost my job, and so um, we were working the baby steps. We were on baby step number two when all this happened. And I think in a panic of realizing that we were down to one income, um, we panicked and Did some stupid things and got into more debt and then realized that, hey, uh, we got to pay this off. How are we going to do it? We weren't looking at the bigger picture, and so we filed for Chapter 13. Mm. And fast forward to today, we're in a much better place. Uh, I have a great job. My husband's doing well. Mm -hmm. And, guys, we do well every month except that pesky payment that we have. It's really cutting into our monthly income, and we were we're in gazelle mode right now. We're selling everything that we can sell. We had a yard sale, and we're doing good, and they are bringing in extra money. But in bankruptcy, you can't. You know, you get that payment, and you got to stick with it. And we are actually we have an appointment with our bankruptcy attorney later this week to actually see about just getting out of bankruptcy, just canceling it all together, and. Uh, taking on the task ourselves. And we would love to get y'all's opinion on uh, whether you think we should do this or just keep at it with Chapter 13.
0: Okay. Uh, well, first, let's establish a couple of things. Once the uh, file has been opened on you at the courthouse, that's where the th- phrase comes from filing bankruptcy. And a, a number has been assigned to you, so you have filed bankruptcy. You cannot un file bankruptcy you can voluntarily dismiss a chapter 13 but if anyone ever asked the question have you ever filed bankruptcy the answer for the rest of your life is yes
3: okay
0: me too by the way yes <laughs> okay i filed chapter 7 in 1988 so right. me too been there done that uh and seven's a lot worse than 13 so uh but but that's really a misnomer because right now what you're asking about is the cash flow and what kind of risk and stuff have you got. So what kind of debts do you have?
3: Our biggest one, guys, we have two car payments. And um, that what our cars were, we owe more on them than they were worth at the time. Now, since we filed, I don't really know the standing. Uh, we also had about 25000 in credit card debt. And about six thousand in personal loans, uh, no student loans, and that's all we have at this time.
0: Okay. And what do you owe on the two cars?
3: Uh, the two cars, right around uh, probably thirty thousand dollars each.
0: Okay. And um, you think they're worth somewhere in that vicinity?
3: Uh, probably a little bit less, um, probably around, I think we could, it may be more just dependent on how the, the market is right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say they probably around 26 or 27,000 at least.
0: Okay. All right. Um, and, and so what do you guys make now? What's your household income now?
3: Uh, our household income per month net after health insurance taxes and all that, we're looking right around $5,100 a month. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the bankruptcy is running. What's what's your house payment? Uh, we rent and our payment is 1400 a month.
0: Okay. All right. So the way you can kind of analyze this is, um, pretend like you took a, um, a baseball bat and you hit a hornet's nest and you threw the hornet's nest (laughs) in a closet and closed the door. Okay. You're getting ready to open the door. No Lord. <laughs> All okay. of these people are not mildly pissed. They're going to come after you with everything they got, and you got to have a plan okay. for taking care of every one of them if you're going to open the okay. door. Okay? okay. So you need more information on the cars. Can you get out of these cars? Because you probably need to sell both of them.
3: Uh yes, sir. We can. Uh we've actually got a little bit of uh money from just the gazelle intent of selling everything stashed aside to mm-hmm. where if we needed to pay the difference we could.
0: And and then you're gonna get something to drive for cash.
3: Uh, yes, sir. We'll have okay. to. What was we'll the, the six thousand? The
0: twenty five thousand was credit card debt and the six thousand was what?
3: Uh personal loans.
0: Okay. To who?
3: Uh, let's see. uh, just lenders in general. Um, audio oh, per- credit with like personal lines of, of credit. Yes,
0: okay. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. They're going to be the worst versus credit cards.
3: Okay.
0: Because they're basically bottom feeders <laughs> and they're they're, okay. they're, they're, they're going to come after you, um, really, really aggressively. So you're going to knock those out really, really fast. The credit card companies are, um, incompetent inefficient so (laughs) the uh how how aggressively they chase you will take them time Uh, during that time you need to just be on the phone with one at a time of them and get a payment plan going okay if you just start paying them payments most of the time you 99% of the time you shut them up okay 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 but you you can't just ignore them because now they've got, you've got no protection because federal bankruptcy filing puts a stay, an injunction, like telling a dog stay, uh, mm-hmm. on all of the creditors. They can't touch you. They're the hornets in the closet with the door closed. When you right. voluntarily dismiss, you open the door, and right. out come all the hornets. So you need yes. a you need you need you need a bug spray. You need uh, water, You need uh, okay. a, a hood with you know on your head or whatever it is, whatever metaphor we want to do here to keep all this crap from getting at you, right? And so yes, yeah, go ahead and dumping the cars uh, and so forth. All of that'll work. Uh, by the way, inside the chapter thirteen, you can probably get the trustees' permission to do the car deals. Okay. And dump the car okay. deals and get your cars all situated, and you know pay the payment for one or two more months. All of the payments you're paying is going towards your debts anyway. You're not losing any money by paying payments because you're going to be paying payments after you come out of this. So you're, you're still going to have payments and there's still going to be a bunch of them. Um, you just want to make sure you got a plan. But I, I'm with you. If you can step out of that 13, you probably can manage it more efficiently than you can inside the 13 if you're willing to dump these cars especially. Wow. Lesson learned. Bankruptcy is not something you do impulsively because I'm scared. This is the Ramsey Show. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, host of the Ken Coleman show is my co-host today in Phoenix, Arizona. Chris and Andrea are where this says on my screen. You guys are debt free. Congratulations.
4: Thank you. Yes, we are. We are officially completely 100% never going back into debt free.
0: I love it. I love it. How much did you pay off?
4: So we paid off the mortgage. That took us uh, about 10 years. It was about 211000 But altogether, from when we first picked up the total money makeover in 2011 to now, it's uh, $267,631.
0: I love it. And uh, what was your range of income during that 10 year period?
4: We ranged between 150 and 250
0: Cool. What do y'all do for a living?
5: Well, I uh, am a former TV news anchor here in Phoenix, Arizona. And I left uh, in 2018, but that was uh, my career path for many, many years, almost 15 years.
4: And I'm a firefighter in Phoenix.
0: Okay. Very cool. Very cool. So, Andrea, do I know you? Yes, we do. Yes. Of course yes, we do. do. I thought you so. You know
5: Chris, too. In fact, we, were, uh, we visited you as well in 2019, not that long ago.
0: Okay. I thought that was you guys. All right. Yep. Well, congratulations, you guys. Way to go. You did it. What's this house worth?
4: We just yep. looked it up the other day. It was $670,000. Wow.
0: Love it. How much in the retirement plans?
4: Uh, re- just over 800000
0: Ah, Baby Steps millionaires. How old are you two?
4: So that was our thing. Is I We had this goal in 2011 that we would be debt-free before Andrea turned 40. She's a little bit older than me. Just a couple
0: months. <laughs> Anna, Ooh, Andrea, wow,
2: a brave
4: guy. She 40, so 39, and then she's now 40. All
0: mm-hmm. right. And your Baby Steps millionaires, I love it yeah he is a brave guy he runs into burning buildings and he just called his wife old yeah. i know yeah. This
4: is
5: the guy I <laughs> I like i'm more wise actually
0: <laughs> whoa quick around there uh uh-huh. way to go you two okay so tell us what started your whole ramsey journey 10 years ago
4: so we were we were just normal we were normal americans uh student loan debt credit card debt car debt and it just seemed like no matter how hard we tried, we just kept falling further and further behind. And I remember driving down the freeway to go to the fire station and uh, used to have this in Phoenix, you had this billboard that said, act your wage, and you were cutting up a credit card. And I thought, what does that mean? So I found your book and we went through that, that total money makeover book and started teaching FPU. And it was just, it like, it changed our lives. It changed the way we looked at money. And uh, so that was kind of like, think the seed we planted.
5: And then we got on the same page as well. We started kind of, um, you know, looking at our future and deciding how we wanted to look and how we wanted to raise kids and what we wanted to teach them. And um, and then also started buying, th- stopped buying things that we uh, couldn't afford. And oh. justified it with, you know, we deserved it. We make good money. We yeah. work hard. You know, the whole story that we all tell ourselves and how we all end up getting into debt.
0: Sure. But now with 1.4 million, and you're not even 40, you don't have to get up at three o'clock in the morning anymore.
5: No, I don't. Thank you, Jesus.
4: Yeah. That, that was one of the. I mean, if it wasn't, Dave, if it wasn't for finding you. I mean, obviously, your your plan, your book, your your ministry that you you do for all of us. It's if it wasn't for finding you, there's so many things that happened along the way that we could have never imagined. Like when the kids got older, and Andrea thinking, you know, I get up at 2.45 in the morning, I never see them. Because we had no debt, and because we had a giant emergency fund, she was able to walk away from her job. It was it was little things along the way that happened that we didn't, like our goal was always to be debt-free, but there were so many wins along the way by just, you know, not doing stupid things with money.
0: Yeah, yeah. For those of you listening or watching, a lot of folks don't realize if you turn on your television at 6 in the morning, and someone that is there and bright and chipper and cheery, it's because they've been up since 3.
5: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. 2.30 is when I woke up uh, 15 years of that, Monday through Friday. And i we were just talking about this the other day. I thought, I, well, actually, we were talking about last night. We had a real late flight getting in. We were on a vacation. And I said, I used to wake up at this time. What in the world? How did I do that for so long? But, you know, you do what you have to do for a while, and now... We're well past that, and, uh, you know, life looks better than I think we ever could have imagined it.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm going to turn that uh, statement, uh, that question, into a question for you. Tell folks, how do you stay in it for 10 years to pay your house off? What kept you guys going? Because now you're on the other side of it.
5: You know, I, there, were, there were so many days that were hard, I will say, but we were, so, we were such a team. And we could not have done this if either of us were on a different page. And so I think we just kept that goal of one day we'll, you know, have a paid-off house. One day we won't be making decisions, um, you know, based on, oh, well, we have to do this job or I have to work here because we have, you know, X, Y, Z um, to pay off. And so we just stayed so focused on that. And some days it was so hard, you know, people would make fun of us. And, you know, I, we still drive old cars, but they're nice cars. They're just old. Um, and, you know, now it's just it's such a way of life. Like, I could never imagine living the way we used to live ever again. Amen. The freedom we feel today, nothing can take that away.
4: Yeah,
0: yeah. Way to go, you guys. I'm so proud of you. Man, what a it's wonderful like a
4: moment. We've I've been dreaming about this. I've been listening to your show for ten years and every time I have like I hear somebody on the radio doing their debt free scream, I would send it to Andrea and be like, Hey, this is gonna be us in, you know, X amount of years or whatever and it's just it's just kinda just sitting in this moment right now. I'm like, I cannot believe we're actually on but oh, we're doing our debt-free scream I just, it's this surreal.
5: It's so surreal. And I will say, I got to just add this in here because we have really sat in this the last like month or so since, you know, officially paying off the mortgage. And I told Chris the other day, I said, you know, God, man, he's so good. I said, his math, though, it does not make sense to me because what we paid off in the last um, year, you know, our income has changed significantly with me leaving work. But for some amazing reason like and she's just amazing because it doesn't add up what we paid for the principal and how much we were able to pay off in the last year with having less of an income um but man when you're faithful and you just keep stewarding it the way we're supposed to steward it and you stay so focused on his way over your way like everything changes for the better money changes relationships change everything gets better
0: amen amen It's a different economy than the uh, standard math for sure.
5: Yes, and it's Uh, a better economy, my goodness.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, so proud of you, too. Very, very cool. It's good to hear from you, too. Copy of Baby Steps Millionaires coming your way since you are officially one. Uh, And a copy of a one-year subscription or uh, membership to Financial Peace University. I know you've already been through it, but these are things you can give away and help somebody along the way as you keep talking about having one with this. It's not bragging. uh, It is testifying. There's a difference. And so also a copy total money makeover for you to give away to somebody. So we're going to give you lots of stuff there to help you out and just to say we're proud of you. Congratulations, my friends. Very, very, very well done. Chris and Andrea, Phoenix, Arizona. Two hundred and eleven. No, two hundred and sixty seven thousand total paid off, a little over ten years. House and everything. Baby steps millionaires before they're forty. Making one fifty to two fifty. Count it down. Let's hear a debt free scream.
4: Yeah. Three,
0: two, one. Jeffrey death-free! <laughs> this is how it's done. Whoop, whoop. Man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. See, uh, Ken, you know this. Our, our listeners don't, but you and I and the other Ramsey personalities, we have the pleasure of being in studio with a lot of television personalities on the national scale, our friends up at Fox, for instance, and uh, lots of the cities that we go into will be in Phoenix in a few weeks and be doing television there while we're there and hanging out with people and getting, you know, we, we because I've been going into that studio off and on for 20 years, I end up making friends. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the uh, honestly, the funny thing is, I mean, your cameraman, your audio guy, mm-hmm. uh, our gal, uh, the lady r- calling the shots and, you know, calling the camera shots and the uh, anchor, in front of you uh it's not unusual at all for one of them to start following the stuff we teach and then they'll give you an update when i when we drop by there the next year or two hey man i did it i've been working it for two years i got out of debt and uh some of these folks we've struck up friendships with over the years and chris and andrea are on that list i'm so proud of you guys very 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 well done this is the ramsey show Personality is my co host today. Open phones at 888 825 5225. Cindy's in Baton Rouge. Hi, Cindy. How are you?
1: Hi, Dave. Thank you for taking my call.
0: Sure. What's up?
1: Um, we have, my husband and I have 460000 in a money market type account, and then we have 135000 in cash. And we're to the point of saying, what do we do with this? We're not making any profit on most of that money and um we took the four sixty out of equities and securities because we were losing a lot of money in that. And uh that money had come from a home that we sold and because we got an interest rate of two point five on a new home, uh we went with the two point five and put the four sixty into securities and equities and uh didn't want to lose it beyond what we put in there. So we put it in a money market
0: parked mm-hmm. it. What do you own your home? Three hundred and sixty-six k. Okay. Um, from thirty years of coaching people how to become wealthy, and from doing uh, a study of ten thousand millionaires, these are the two sources for my data. That tells me the shortest distance between where you are and wealth is two things: is a um, consistently funded. 401k Roth IRA in good growth stock mutual funds over a long period of time that becomes some money and a paid for house. Our last debt-free scream was a $600,000 paid for house and $800,000 in their 401k or reverse. I forget which, but it was $1.4 million net worth. And it was just a few moments ago while you were on hold, you heard it. Yes. Okay. So that is the typical path that we see that is the most often used by people who become millionaires. Now, where does that take us in your situation? It says, I would pay off my house today. Because here's what you ended up doing. It wasn't the start of your plan, but the net result of your plan is you borrowed money at 2.35% and invested it at a half a percent. Right?
1: Yes, sir. We were... I know that wasn't where you, that wasn't what
0: you set out to do, but that's where you ended up, isn't it?
1: It is.
0: I pay off my house today. Today. (laughs) By close (laughs) of business today. Write a check. Okay. Okay. And now you don't have any house payment anymore. How's that feel?
1: Awesome. Because now, I want to retire. <laughs>
0: yeah, and now you got two hundred thousand dollars in cash that we got to do something better than a stupid money market account with. You need an emergency fund of three to six months of expenses for your short term emergencies. And um, I mean, you know, let's call that fifty grand at your house for the fun of it. You've still got one hundred and fifty thousand that you need to do something with other than a stupid butt savings account. Now, if you put it into some kind of a mix with a stockbroker and you were losing money, I get that. If you put it into good mutual funds and the overall economy slowed down like it is right now and the value went down, then you didn't have somebody good in your corner to coach you and say, hey, the only person gets hurt on a roller coaster is those that jump off in the middle of the ride, which is exactly what you did. Now, were you mm-hmm. invested in single stocks?
1: No. You are we in mutual were funds. <laughs> Very diversified.
0: In mutual funds.
1: Some of them
0: were in mutual funds. Okay. Well, what I would do is sit down with a good investment broker, and here's what you're looking for this time. Um, and uh, you're looking for someone with the heart of a teacher that teaches you the history of the mutual fund that you're putting the money into. Okay, I'll give you an example. I own one that's over 80 years old. In the 80 years it's been open, fewer than 15 of the, those 80 years has have been a down year. So if we happen to have a down year and I know that, I know that, not my broker knows that, but I know that, then I'm not freaking out. It's kind of like the house that you own in Baton Rouge. If it went down in value this year, you wouldn't freak out because generally speaking, homes in the neighborhood you live in for the past 40 years have gone up in value. Agreed? Agreed. So you wouldn't freak out on one down year and bail out. That's just like that mutual fund I'm describing. I'm not going to freak out in one down year and bail out but that's all knowledge on your part rather than depending on someone else to tell you what to do and then you get scared because you watch the news and you never take financial advice from the news if the commercial breaks where you're watching tv are walk-in bathtubs gold commercials and reverse mortgages and snuggies that tells you you don't want to take financial advice there that's just a bad plan and so Uh, here's me looking at you Fox but anyway yeah so there you go but the uh, Fox business right but uh, I love them they're wonderful but the commercials are comical. Saturday Night Live is I'm trying comical. so hard.
2: I, I can't hold it in. You're not saying walk-in bathtubs are a bad idea. just the investment advice.
0: I'm just saying if this is where you get your investment advice. I know what you're, advice, saying. I know what you're if the, saying. When the commercial breaks are walk-in <laughs> bathtubs and Snuggies, then you know you're not getting good. This is this is a bad place. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that
2: was perfect. I'm sorry, that just got me. That was like the church giggle. I couldn't hold it well, any longer. Well, I mean,
0: we've all sat and watched them at the commercial. I know breaks, exactly. Right? I know exactly what you you're know, talking so, about. But, yeah, the <laughs> and and we're on there giving financial advice. So what do we know? But anyway, the uh, uh, but you know, you really need to sit with a good broker who has the heart of a teacher. Go to RamseySolutions.com, click on Smart Vester, sit down with them, interview them, and what you're looking for here is is a type of wisdom not intellect. There's a difference. There's a lot of very very intellectual ignoramuses out there. And that's not in the world in in general. But that's not what you're looking for. You're looking for common sense wisdom that says I bought a mutual fund that for 80 years has only had less than 15 down years, so we're having a down year, I don't need to panic. And that you learn that, you internalize that, you emotionally swallow that and then it becomes part of your plan. And so, in that situation, then you invest in good mutual funds in your 401ks and your Roth IRAs and those kinds of things, and you get your house paid for. And that's what I'm going to do with your 150, unless you've got other debts, and then I'm going to clean that up too. So, I want you debt free 100% and investing in good growth stock mutual funds that is the shortest path that have long track records that are comfortable to you and that you understand what's going on you didn't do it because I said do it or cuz some goob at a financial office said do it it's because you learned and your knowledge allows you to sleep at night you know Ken that's the difference between tossing and turning at night Mm -hmm. when the stock markets down Yeah is whether you made the decision based on knowledge you had mm-hmm. or knowledge someone else had. Yeah.
2: Oh, it's true. I mean, you know, for years. I mean, before I even started working with you, this idea, the roller coaster analogy that you've given—it's really true. When you look at the data, uh, if you look over the last thirty years, you just got to stay calm and ride this thing out. And I just don't freak out when I see the stock market dip. You know, I say, hey, we keep investing—that's an opportunity. It's going to come back. And and you're right. Knowledge uh, is what gives us tremendous confidence, and confidence, the peace.
0: Yeah. And once you really understand that, folks, about the stock market. Then when it goes down, you kind of go like, it's on sale. Yeah, we're getting bargained right It's now. a bargain time. Yeah. This is a time to buy. Well, we don't really do that either because I'm not going to tell you to time the market. I'm just going to tell you steady invest. Mm-hmm. Steady invest. That's all I have done. I have been tempted at times when the market is down to time it. Yeah. I really, really wish hmm. in 2008 Uh-oh. when the stock market was crashing and the world's coming to an end and it went from 13000 to 6500 I really wish I had put an extra million dollars in. Yeah. Because, I mean, the Dow's sitting at, what, 6X of that. That million wow. today would be worth 6 million. Wow. Because the Dow's, you know, thirty thousand over 30,000, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, there you go. I mean, that's 5X. 5X of yeah. that would be worth $5 million. Now, ultimately, I did have money in there, and it's mm-hmm. worth 5X. But if you could have timed the market and bought at the po- lowest possible time we've seen in decades – then that would have been the time to do it. But who knew when the bottom was? If I had bought at 6,500, it would have gone to (laughs) (laughs) 6,000.
2: Well, there's a chance, yeah.
0: Then I'd have been pissed I missed the bottom. Not Mm. that I was going to lose money, but because I missed the bottom. So don't try to time the market. People trying to time the market don't win. They really don't. And jumping in and out based on what you hear on the news, based on whether or not Russia invades Ukraine, is really a bad idea got to have a long-term scope on this stuff and write it out and that includes having your house paid off cindy so thank you for calling we appreciate you being in our audience this is the ramsey show
2: hey folks Kid coleman here did you know the ramsey show is one of the most popular podcasts in the world get your daily dose of advice on life and money Check out all of our shows from the Ramsey Network wherever you listen to podcasts.